If a man be anointed with the juice of the herb rue, the poison of wolfsbane, mushrooms, or toadstools, the biting of serpents, stinging of scorpions, spiders, bees, hornets, and wasps, will not hurt him. John Gerard, The Herbal, 1597 Andrew was bored. He was also, as usual, depressed about the uncertainties of his future, about this idiotic re-entry into his father's world, and certainly about this party he'd been forced to attend. It was the usual corporate affair, but with a number of faux bohemians thrown in, obviously out of a misguided effort to prove how broad-minded the company could be, because the party was being held in honor of an author— Xavier Sabo's book was entitled The Zen of Machinery. The word Zen was big these days. And he was here because in his book he'd said very nice things about Meredith Machines Incorporated. And Andrew's father was a vice president of Meredith Machines Incorporated. Which was why Andrew was present, under duress, as usual. At the moment, with some irony, Andrew was noticing how carefully Xavier ignored the cluster of Soho guests who had been invited expressly for him. What no one had foreseen, of course, Andrew understood this perfectly, was that the less affluent contingent were looking upon Xavier with contempt because he had joined the Philistines, and Xavier was regarding them with contempt because he had long since exchanged his low-rent loft for an apartment on Park Avenue. These musings on the creative life, of which Andrew had once been a member, were diverted when he saw that Jennifer Talent had arrived, looking positively seductive in a black silk sheath. In his several years of college, they had seen rather a lot of each other, until he realized that Jennifer assumed his ambition was to become a corporate VP like his father. He was glad now to see that she was escorted to the party by Charlie Drum, who would very definitely become a VP, if not president of his own company, given time, and Andrew was thinking kind and charitable thoughts about her when his father suddenly appeared, tall, fit, silver-haired, and important, authoritative, too. "'Andrew,' he said sternly, "'you're not mingling.' You mean merging, don't you? quipped Andrew, since Meredith Machines was in the process of an important merger with PGH Plastics, Incorporated. His father was not amused. Mingle, he said, and turned away to continue his own mingling. He and his father had already quarreled earlier in the day. Summoning Andrew from his cubicle in the nether regions of the company, where he wrote copy for the Meredith newsletter, also under duress, his father had announced that today was Friday. I've noticed, Andrew said warily. I've an assignment for you, Andrew, he told him. Family business. Family? This had puzzled Andrew, for there had not been much family since his mother had left his father seven years ago. There had never been an explanation for this. 
Once upon a time, Andrew had assumed that she must have been unfaithful. But now that he knew his father better, he thought she need only have found him as much of a machine as those that Meredith produced. What made this difficult for Andrew to understand was that he'd been told that in his youth his father had been a guitar-playing political activist, leading protest marches and working for civil rights, yet somewhere along the way he'd traded those values for profit margins, sales figures, acquisitions, competition, and bottom lines. It was possible at times to feel sorry for him, but not today. He said again, Family? Yes, I want you to look into property left me by my Aunt Harriet Thale. It's in western Massachusetts, about a four-hour drive from Manhattan, and you should be able to wrap it up in a day.